Hey folks, this is Mr. Coach Z with Just Correct with Mr. Coach Z coming at you from Pride Muscle Activation located in Flower Mound, Texas. And today we're going to talk about the fundamental flaws in the RISE protocol, which is rest, eyes, compress, and elevate. So let's start with some facts. Let's start with the fact that the Harvard-trained medical doctor, Dr. Gabe Merkin, that invented the ROS protocol, the Rest, Ice, Compress, and NLD protocol, has not only publicly recanted his previous statements to ROS damaged tissue, but also wrote the foreword to the second edition book of Gary Reinald called Ost. In other words, recommendation to rise or rest eyes, compress and elevate damaged tissues was a mistake in the words of the man that invented one of the most recognized protocols in Western medicine. So let's talk about some things, shall we? Let's talk about rest. How was it defined within the protocol? Rest means to avoid moving the damaged area and try to keep weight off of it, use splints, braces, casts, canes, or crutches when available. Now, why would we want to do that? Why in the world would we want to rise damaged tissue? Hopefully we can all agree that preventing further loss after an injury is paramount. In fact, those of you who are MDs, DOs, DPs, or DCs, this is part of your commitment to medical ethics, which is to do no harm. So what occurs in the damaged tissue if a joint is immobilized after an injury? Number one, mild statin levels, or GDF-8 levels, will increase. So what does myostatin or GDFA do within the body? It is a negative regulator of muscle growth determining both the fiber number and size. In short, it prevents the growth and repair of muscle tissue systemically. It is not localized to the damaged area, meaning that if I roll an ankle and I immobilize that joint, myostatin levels within the body will begin to rise. As those myostatin levels rise, it inhibits the body to repair muscle tissue systemically, not just in the ankle, the entire body. Secondly, immobilizing the joint leads to disuse atrophy. Thus, immobilizing damaged tissues is in direct conflict with one's commitment to medical ethics of do no harm. How many of you know somebody who suffered an injury and their muscle never returned, even after 
8, 12, 15 ways of physical therapy. This is caused because of the elevated myostatin levels and disuse atrophy. And I find it in direct conflict with one's commitment to medical ethics of do no harm. So it should not be done. Now let's look at icing, compression, and elevation. In the protocol, it encourages icing the area for 20 minutes, four to eight times a day, especially within the first three days. Compression, for up to one week, wrap the bandage tightly enough to support the area. Elevation, reduces swelling and bruising by making it more difficult for blood to reach the injury. Experts say it is best to elevate the area for two to uh, for two to three hours a day. Now, why do they say we need to ice and compress and elevate damaged tissue? They tell us it is to reduce swelling, but that level of thinking is sheer ignorance, to be honest, because it makes the assumption that in healthy people, our immune system automatically mounts a dysfunctional immune response to damaged tissues. I'm sorry, but this level of thinking is absolute garbage. The idea of the entire rest, ice, compress, and elevate protocol is based upon the idea that the body mounts a dysfunctional immune response to damaged tissue. It's sheer tomfoolery, folks. Sheer, sheer tomfoolery. Now, there is a difference between inflammation and swelling. So what is inflammation? Inflammation is phase one of the three-step phase of the healing process, which is inflammation, repair, remodel. And swelling is merely the accumulation of waste at the end of the inflammatory process that has yet to be evacuated. Do you honestly believe that trapping the waste in and around the damaged area and preventing the natural flow of oxygen and blood which brings in healing supplies into the area is a good thing. To prevent oxygen and blood to get into the area is a good thing. It's tomfoolery, folks. It is not a good thing. By preventing this flow of blood and oxygen and tra trapping the lymphatic waste in, it damages and destroys otherwise healthy tissue. Muscle tissue, nerves, skin, stem cells, thus creating what is known as secondary cellular death. There is little reason to debate that the suffocation and death of otherwise perfectly healthy cells that were not involved in the initial trauma and the faulty scarring and disuse atrophy immobilizing the joint are the main culprits of this suffocation and death. The big point here, the congestion, generally speaking, 
is not caused by too much fluid being sent to the area by the immune system. Remember, think back to physiology, that by design, damaged blood vessels constrict, which limits flow, and healthy vessels in the surrounding area dilate, increasing profusion, which increases flow. But instead, too little being evacuated via the passive lymphatic system because of icing, compressing, and elevation of the damaged area leads to the negligent homicide of otherwise perfectly healthy cells. Because you iced, compressed, and elevated the damaged area Normal cells, healthy cells that were not damaged in the initial trauma are now being damaged because of our inability to allow the immune system to function as designed. Now, Regarding faulty scarring and disuse atrophy, muscle activation is the answer. Not stillness or worse, stillness on ice. I want to make a note here, a critical point, that the only way to organically decrease swelling in and around damaged tissue is via the passive lymphatic system which is nearly fully reliant on muscle activation around the lymphatic vessels to move the waste out, thus making the involved tissues cold, compressed, or elevated is a giant step in the wrong direction of the healing process. The best way to move the waste is via muscle activation, not by suppressing the immune system, circulatory system, and lymphatic system. And at the same time, muscle activation that moves waste through the passive lymphatic system also incidentally saves those perfectly healthy cells from suffocation and death, as it also prevents, or at least at the very least, limits faulty scarring and also drives tissue preservation and regeneration. Specifically, preventing or slowing disuse atrophy, lowering myostatin levels, increasing noxious oxide production, awakening and mobilizing stem cells, and facilitating the process of angi an uh, angiogenesis and mitochondrial biogenesis. In short, muscle activation is the best way to pre prevent suffocation and death of perfectly healthy cells, removing the accumulation of waste through the passive lymphatic system prevents or at the very least slows disuse atrophy. It drives tissue preservation and regeneration. It lowers myostatin levels. It increases nitric oxide, awakens and mobilizes stem cells, and facilitates the process of angiogenesis and mitochondrial biogenesis. This here, folks, is the best way to recover from an injury. Muscle activation. Not rest, ice, compress, and elevate.
one more time. Muscle activation is the best way to prevent suffocation and death of perfectly healthy cells. Remove the accumulation of waste through the passive lymphatic system. That accumulation of waste, remember, is the swelling. Prevents or at least slows disuse atrophy. It drives tissue preservation and regeneration. It lowers systemic myostatin levels. It increases nitric oxide. It awakens and mobilizes stem cells and facilitates the process of angiogenesis and mitochondrial biogenesis. These are the facts, folks. So the next time somebody asks you to rise, understand that all you are doing is slowing the healing process. There are no unicorns on this planet. Somebody tells you they can speed up the healing process, they are lying to you. They cannot. Human beings heal at a specified rate. But what we can do is remove the man-made obstacles that slow the healing process. Work with the body's innate ability to heal itself through muscle activation in and around the damaged tissue. As that activation happens, passive lymphatic system removes the waste, the swelling. Lowers myostatin levels, slows disuse atrophy, increases nitric oxide, and awakens and mobilizes stem cells and facilitates the process of angiogenesis and mitochondrial biogenesis. This, my friends, is the best way to recover from an injury. If you found this useful, like and uh, follow us on the YouTube uh, on, on the podcast, uh, it's out at Spotify, uh, a couple of other places. We're working to get it uh, promulgated uh, to all the, the podcast um, distributors. If you have questions, always feel free to email us at pridemuscleactivation at gmail.com. And I look forward to having a, a discussion with you in the future.